Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Welcome back to Matt. Braden's been carrying the load. You've been carrying the load a lot lately. I really appreciate it. Everybody needs a Braden in their life. <laughs> oh, just doing my part. Doing yeah. my part. First yeah. I bail on you, I'm sick, and then I'm away, and then come back, and then my wife's sick, and I got to take care of the kids, and every time, <laughs> they Braden's were all, just like, all legit reasons. They were all legit reasons, so no, no bitterness here. I'm good. <laughs> and you're just steady, yeah. No, I'm I'm healthy, I'm good, I'm able, and you just take the load. Missed I appreciate you, it. This is good having you back, man. Yeah, just good. I had to get another mat last time because yeah. I missed just having mats around. I so. heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. I got some feedback on the episode. I'm like, I haven't even listened to it yet. I got to go <laughs> listen to it. And Matt did a great job. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's cool. Porn freedom. Should it be your goal or should it not be your goal? Well, from the title, you probably know our thoughts, but porn freedom was my goal for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Many years mm-hmm. is focused on, I got to quit porn. I got to quit porn. And the things that we're t- going to talk about today, I mean... Honestly, like never even crossed my mind. No. My whole goal was let's get porn out of my life. Yeah. I remember this pastor who was saying to me, if I, he's like, I said to myself a few years ago, if I could just get porn free, my life would be great. And then, and then he realized the folly, the foolishness in that statement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we had a little laugh about it. But we're going to talk lots about this, about why porn freedom shouldn't be, really shouldn't be our goal. Yeah. And that might seem counterintuitive to you. I remember when I was a young man and I was at a conference and I'm not going to name the speaker, but uh, really what they were focusing on is bouncing your eyes, um, turning away, running, fleeing, 
that kind of language, right? Getting away from porn, running away from sexual immorality, all those things. And there is scriptural precedent for that, but we're going to get into that more. But you know what that did for me as a young man? The mindset was uh, an avoidance mindset, a fleeing mindset, uh, one of trying to stop a behavior mindset. And that's really difficult because uh, that's where I camped out and lived for years. And when I acted out and looked at porn or masturbated, when eventually I would get back into that because I can only avoid for so long, then I would feel really bad. I'd feel down, almost depressed, beaten. I felt beaten, really. And that's a bad mindset to be in. And then you just stop trying, really. You stop um, pursuing or striving for anything because you just, it's so much based on a performance mindset. And we've talked about that before, but when it's that your goal, sobriety is your only goal, then you just, it's kind of a defeatist cycle that you put yourself into because it is a cycle stuck in this matrix of addiction it's called I think where you you do good for a while and then you act out and then you're back to square one and you're always feeling like you're you don't have value you don't have worth because of this mindset and we don't want that for you and you might be in this like as you're as we're sharing you might feel like hey that's where I am right now well there's hope we're going to give you some hope today about that really that shouldn't be our goal sobriety isn't the only goal um really and that might change your way of thinking and transform the way you view this battle. Yeah, I mean, there would be times where I'd quit porn for a period of time, whatever it was, and and I would still masturbate. I'd still have fantasy. Yeah. Maybe I'd maybe I'd watch YouTube videos. I remember I don't know when it was in my journey, but I did that for a while, mm-hmm. where I wasn't watching porn, but I watched YouTube videos and get off to that. Yeah. And so, if porn freedom is the goal, am I hit? Have I hit my goal? Right. If I'm doing this, right. like, is this the life that I want? <laughs> right? right. But I'm constantly edging, and there's people that. And talk about and when I say edging, I mean like yeah, getting close. Describe what that is. What's yeah, edging? Getting close to the line of pornography, but still uh, acting out in a sexually immoral way. So you're still yeah. pursuing something to satisfy the lust, the, yeah. the lustful desires in your heart. Yeah. So it might be looking at lingerie models. So it might be like looking at shirtless uh, men on Instagram or people or girls in bikinis, or whatever. And so that's it's edging. It's getting close to the edge of of acting out, but it but it, it is acting out actually. It's just close to the edge of like hardcore porn mm-hmm. but it's still not what the lord has for you it's still not what he wants for you and it's not healthy for you and so i i remember, I remember you doing that lots but you know think like is that my goal like have i hit my goal yeah. <laughs> if i haven't watched porn for a month but i'm still doing this mm-hmm. and there's people that talk uh in the sense of i haven't watched porn or like you know i watch porn every few months i feel like i'm doing pretty well with it but i haven't watched you know every few months i fall back mm-hmm. but then the question is but do you masturbate in that like in that time yeah where you're not watching porn well yeah i, I mean that's like almost every couple of days right. okay well porn is great you're not feeding an industry maybe but it, there's still indications of lack of health in our hearts and our souls yeah. uh, lies that we're buying into that are keeping us bound in our minds and so when we're talking about uh, or or scripturally we'll go to scripture when scripture talks about health it talks about like don't even have a hint of sexual immorality in your life mm-hmm. and so if porn freedom is the goal, but we're allowing in all of these other things, we're allowing in, you know, shows. I used to do this when I was porn free. Even early in my marriage, I'd, I'd be like, well, there's this movie, it's got a sex scene, but like I don't watch porn anymore, so it doesn't have the same hold on me. Yeah. And so I would justify. But Louise was like, no, like why are we watching this? And I had to lower my pride and start realizing that actually does affect me. It puts thoughts in my mind yeah. that I don't want there. Why would I want these thoughts? Yeah. And it, and so it was just pride. So 
if porn freedom is my goal, I'm porn free, but I'm still watching other people naked on a screen making out, even yeah. though I can't see the private parts. So why would I want that? And so you got to think, what's your goal? And scripturally, it's don't even have a hint of sexual immorality in your life. And when it talks about flee from sexual immorality, we got to know what are we fleeing to? Yeah, right. Because what happens is, is say you uh, remove a behavior from your life, you excise it from your life, you still have a void of where that behavior was filling. And that void often is where our our hurt and our pain, our loneliness, our boredom, our doubt, um, maybe we don't have a lot of value or self-worth. That void, those emotions still exist within that void where the behavior was covering that. And so when you remove the behavior, you're going to have to use something else to cover maybe what you're trying to get some relief from. And, and that's why if you just get rid of porn, you have all this stuff still there, this void, this gap in your life, and you're going to look to something else. You will. And edging, that's a great word. I love that word. And it might not be porn, but yeah, as Matt's saying, you might go to something else. You might go to fantasy. You might engage in watching a TV show where you will get some skin. It's not porn though, right? It's not yeah. porn. You're doing okay in your mind anyway. So you still are going to something. Maybe it's browsing social media for hours and hours. And maybe you're not looking at bad stuff there, but it's still giving you same dopamine hit where you don't have to think about things. Or and crude jokes, laughing at crude, crude jokes. jokes or watching yeah. shows with crude jokes. That's another one I let in for a little bit too for long. For sure. So the key thing here is like if we create a hierarchy of I guess, priority, prioritizing what sins are bad and what aren't as bad. If we do that in our mind, we're living it out of, out of our standard and not God's standard. So not even a hint of sexual immorality. Well, on our own, we can't do that. We can't. It's not possible. It's only possible being spirit-filled, having Jesus the center of our life. He's the one who's our standard bearer. And um, in the sense that he has given us what we need. So when we fill our life with God, we fill our life with the Holy Spirit and Jesus living in and through us, that it becomes his standard and we get everything we need. He touches the, the areas of our heart that we've been trying to mask over or bandage over. He, he hits those areas where maybe there's been some hurt and some pain that we've never dealt with or don't want to deal with. We don't want anybody to see it. But when we invite God into that, we are running towards him. He fills that void in a way that nothing else can. So it's not like, oh, I just try to white knuckle it and not do something. No, instead you have something far greater than the porn could ever give you, the fantasy could ever give you, the masturbation could ever give you. And then when you get the richness of that, and there's a transition for sure, because uh, even Matt Andress, when we talked last, last couple of weeks, he mentioned something and I thought it was so interesting. He said right before he was going to go to the sex therapist, he acted out one last time because he was grieving the loss of porn. How interesting is that? He was losing something. He knew he was going to lose something and that's all that he knew. That was like, uh, it, it's in a sick way, it becomes a friend. Not a friend, but you know what I mean, right? Like it becomes this thing in our life that we go to and we know and it's comfortable. Yeah, when I when I when the Lord told me I got I want to use you, but you got to get pure. I I watched porn one more time after that, and I always joke it's like it was like taking a girl out on a last date, knowing you're gonna break up, but wanting <laughs> one more good time together. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was like I knew it was gonna be that it like that was it for my addiction. Yeah, but I did one more time. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, the sobriety mindset puts us in this place of a behavior modification. It becomes really about. Um, trying to change that 
that level. And, it, and to be honest, it's very exhausting. Many of you out there might feel really exhausted right now, defeated. I've heard this, Matt, you probably heard this too. I tried that. I did this. It didn't work. You know, all these different mindsets. And when you hear that, can you hear the exhaustion, the defeat, defeatism in that? Like you've been trying for so long to not do something and it is exhausting versus trying to fill your life with Jesus or running towards him and allowing him to work. There's a difference there and it's not exhausting having Jesus the center. I love the verse uh, when he talks about his burden is light, his yoke is not heavy. Um, and that's a paraphrase, <laughs> but um, generally that's what he's saying. So what, what Jesus is saying there is he takes the burden from us. He gives us something lighter and that's that in that relationship with him we have such contentedness and joy that far outstrips anything porn, um, masturbation, or any other kind of fantasy could ever give us. So that doesn't give us exhaustion. That gives us uh, a joy and it gives us a foundation. It's something far better to live out of. Yeah. And a lot of people that say they've tried so many things, I don't say this from a place of arrogance. It's just, this is what we do. And so we're able to see so many patterns with our ministry, but I, I'll ask three questions and they're questions that they've never been asked before. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you went to like pastors and groups and counselors, but you were never asked these certain questions. And uh, one of them would be like, what are your fantasies? I, I get that a lot like, oh, I've never been asked that before. Mm. But how can you work through something when you don't go into what's going on in your heart? Because the fantasies show so much of your, of your heart's desire, often from, from like a desire from your youth. And Brad, you had you brought this verse up that's so appropriate. It's Second Timothy two twenty two. There's a lot of twos there, so, so <laughs> I'll read right. it. I'll read it two times. Second yeah. Timothy two twenty two. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I love that a pure heart. Mm-hmm. And so we want to have a pure heart, but when we have these evil desires of our youth that's in us, it's like created this fantasy life. And this is another question that I'll often ask that people are like, well, I've never thought of it like that. How can you bring God into your times of sexual temptation? How can you bring God into your fantasy? People will go to counseling forever and they never learn this because counselors or in a counselor's office, lots of times it's trying to to deal with trauma and then not do certain behaviors. Mm -hmm. But if it's not faith-based, especially, we're not bringing God into that. And so when it's talking about fleeing the evil desires of your youth, it says pursue righteousness, pursue faith, love, peace. And so how can you pursue righteousness in the time where maybe you haven't watched porn for months, but you're still having an urge to masturbate or you still got thoughts in your head? Um, instead of going, well, I haven't watched porn. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. I'm just thinking about some things. That's not righteousness. Yeah. Righteousness is how can you praise God and learn his strength in our times of weakness so that we can actually glorify him in that moment. Yeah. And so it's a whole different perspective when you're pursuing that. And, and that's on a mind level. It's like changing your mind. And then on a heart level, what are your thoughts revealing about the evil desires of your heart? Mm-hmm. Like what are your, what, what's drawing you on an emotional level? And so if you can understand kind of what we're saying this is our goal like our goal is health brad and you talk about it all the time it's not sobriety it's not quitting porn our goal is health in our hearts because yeah. when our our hearts are healthy like it says in this verse we pursue righteousness faith love peace along with those who call on the lord out of a pure heart so it's indicating like you've got a pure heart or your your heart is becoming purified in this process of pursuing the lord not just fleeing something from something but fleeing these godly things and attributes yeah. in your heart and your mind. Yeah. 
and pick up on that verse, there's a kind of a few parts to it. So flee, we are called to do something. There is a fleeing. So we don't want to bash sobriety in of itself, like, but when that's the only goal, because uh, pick up on this, flee the evil desires. So that's speaking towards movement away from something. There is a movement away from that behavior. There's movement away from porn. There's movement away from masturbation. But very key, there's a hinge in this verse. It's end. It's end. So flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. So movement away from something towards another thing. So there's always intentionality behind this. We think with porn, I have to stop doing something. I'm going to white knuckle it and sit in a corner and hope that I never look at porn again. So you're stationary. You're not moving towards anything. And you're hoping that you won't look at porn. You're praying that you won't look at porn. In that mindset, you're already defeated, to be honest. There's an end though. So when you, when you move away from those things, you move towards righteousness faith, love, and peace. And I want to be very clear. Righteousness isn't some sort of work-based thing. Righteousness comes through a personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. He is righteous and he ports that righteousness to us. He gives us that righteousness when we're in relationship with him. And then it flows out of us. We are image bearers of Christ. Image bearers. Sorry guys, I'm using a lot of theological terms. That just means Christ, Jesus is revealed in us. Not, Not because of anything we've done, because we have accepted Jesus into our life. We're pursuing that intimacy and relationship, following Jesus. And then he does the miracles of changing our heart, transforming our mind, working in us. And that's revealed to the world. But so we have to pursue Jesus. And what does that mean? Well, I mean, I think when we have a relationship with someone that equals time, that equals effort in our part to to pursue Jesus, invite him into our life. And Matt always says, as I love this, you know, in the moments of temptation, worship, when you do that, you're putting the focal point off of the idol of porn or masturbation, and you're putting it firmly in where it needs to be on Jesus. And that changes your perspective and it changes your heart. So the end there is really key. So I hope you hear that. If you're in a place in your life right now where you're, you are that guy in the corner, hoping you don't look at porn, you're white knuckling it. Think about this. What would it look like in your life right now to have the end? End pursue righteousness End pursue faith and pursue love and pursue peace. What does that mean? What does that look like for you right now? I want you to pray about that. Even pause the podcast, pray right now, ask the Holy Spirit right now, what does it mean for me right now to pursue those things and and to call on, on God? What does that mean in my life? Because we need to learn how to be intentional in these areas. Uh, We can't have that void filled with something else because we're just going to go from porn to something else and uh, it will be just as bad and destructive and eventually, eventually could lead us back to, to porn. So we have to have our focal point correct. And I think that's, that's what I had to learn. I know Matt, you talked about, man, I was so off in this area. I was throwing a dart at the dartboard and it was the wrong dartboard. <laughs> like I was just aiming in the wrong places. So let's, let's kind of change that focus. I'm so glad scripture has so much richness to it and gives us some precedent of understanding of what we need to do when it comes to um, this battle. And here it is in 2 Timothy 2.22. It's so rich. It's so rich. Now I want to dive into this a little bit too. So it says, flee the evil desires of youth. And I think when we think about this, we think, well, it's like that other verse in scripture, flee sexual temptation. Mm-hmm. But fleeing sexual temptation might be different than fleeing the evil desires of your youth. 
So the evil desires of your youth, I'll tell you a story. There was a guy who I was talking to. Uh, man, we had such a such an amazing hour together. It was incredible. And he was talking to me about his abuse that he experienced when he was a kid. He'd never told anybody about it before. And and so when I, uh, oh, sorry, he had told a couple people about that. But when I asked him about his fantasy life, he had never told anybody that. And even before he said it to me, he started crying because he was so ashamed of the type of stuff that goes on in his head and, and the stuff that he watches in pornography. And so once he got it out, I said to him, well, doesn't that directly mimic what happened to you with your abuse? And so he was replaying what happened to him. The evil desire of his youth was that um, essentially with him, and I'm not getting into the details just for him, but, but essentially the desire of his youth came from a, came, came from a hurt, um, from being abused. And so his desire always was to be promiscuous with women, with women, to prove that he was a man, to prove that he was a straight man. And so this desire was like an unending, uh, a never satisfied pursuit of, I'm going to prove that I'm a man. I'm going to prove that I like women, that I can get women. And this was his desire. And so if we're just fleeing sexual temptation, if porn comes and we just like leave the room, or if if, uh, the urge to masturbate comes and and we praise God. That's great. It's really, really good. But what's the desire underneath that? Like, are you, what's the desire that's leading you to your to your lustful uh, behavior, or to or that's given a stronghold to these thoughts and these fantasies? And so, if you can go, okay, my desire is that I prove that I, to prove that I'm a man or to prove that I'm accepted by women. Where did that come from? Well, for him, it came directly from a hurt. Sometimes it's pretty easy to to think about where it came from. And if you don't know, just talk to God. Like, can you show me a memory mm-hmm. that I had that's related to my desire? Yeah. And a memory will come. Maybe a picture in your mind or just a thought of this memory will come up. It happens all the time. And, and so when we're talking about fleeing the evil desires or when scripture says flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness well when you have that memory that comes up or when you realize like oh my my desire is to prove that i'm a man or prove that i'm a woman or prove that whatever it's like how can you pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace in that like righteousness it's like oh man i'm i'm actually so approved by you mm-hmm. lord righteousness walk walk in the light bring everything in the light i'm going to start talking to people about this yeah. i'm going to tell my spouse my friends my pastor that this is something that god has just revealed like my desire beneath my sexual behavior is whatever it is my desire is like an unending desire to uh, prove that i'm significant and and i'm feeling significant by being with people by, by my sexual encounters. Whatever your desire is, if you can identify that, and if you can't, then ask God and, and learn to hear his voice and sit in silence and thoughts will come to your mind and memories will come. If you can go beneath the behavior, what's your actual desire in your heart? If that's come from a hurt or if that's like proving, wanting to prove that you are something that God already says you are, wanting to prove that you're accepted when God already accepts you, wanting to prove that you're loved when he already loves you, then pursue righteousness and faith, like faith, like I don't understand it, God, but I'm just going to believe that you love me and that you yeah. accept me. And I'm just going to thank you and worship you for that. Yeah. And so I think that's the most powerful way when, Brian, you're talking about like worshiping in those moments, when you can understand your desires that are leading you to that and then worship God for that. Thank you that you accept me, God, and that I'm fully accepted, that you've adopted me, that you love me no matter what. Yeah. When you can worship him in those ways, your your heart is becoming pure. 
you're getting peace. And this is exactly what this verse is talking about, what scripture talks about on the whole. And so when you were talking about fleeing evil desires of your youth, I just wanted to make that distinction that I don't want you to think like, oh, it's just, just flee the, the temptation or the moment. Like flee the desires and change the way that your heart operates and bring the Lord into that. Mm-hmm. And because that leads to purity in the heart. Yeah. And this is speaking towards faith as well. And you're mentioning this. I think that well, our faith, sometimes we miss this. Faith isn't some sort of mental ascent where we check our brain out of the door. Um, faith is a step towards. Yeah. Um, we see Jesus and we are taken in by him. We believe. And then there's a step towards Jesus. When Peter was in the boat, he jumped out of the boat. You know, he didn't stay in the boat, right? Um, kind of things like that. When he was called to um, be fisher, a fisher of men, he took a step towards Jesus. And, you know, I think sometimes we miss that with faith. And so what is your step? And this is great because that step, what Matt's talking about, reveals that deep inner heart stuff that's working there. Because when we have a sobriety mindset of, of avoidance, we aren't self-aware of the hurt and the pain. And some people, we've talked to some people, so we, we want to acknowledge you too, where you're like, well, you know what? I don't know if I've had any big trauma in my life. I just have porn and I, and you know, I don't really know if it's linked to anything. Well, I'm going to be, I'll just tell you to this right now. Everybody has some hurt and pain in life and you might not have some big earth shattering event, but you've learned to cope with life now um, with porn. So porn, if you're feeling stressed, you go to porn, boredom anything else so it may not be linked to the big traumatic event but now it has masked over whatever you're feeling whatever you're going through so you have a lot of under stuff under the surface that you have never dealt with or invited god into and the other end if you do have some of those those links those connections to something that has happened to you in the past um, maybe an identity issue a self-worth kind of thing Um, maybe you've struggled with abuse or anything else stuff like that. You're not aware of that either. You're just focused on the behavior on the surface that's masking over that hurt and that pain. So when you take the step of faith, when you pursue righteousness, when you pursue love and peace, you're inviting God into all that stuff. And isn't that so cool that God loves you and cares about that stuff? He's not so much cared, caring um, on the level of just your behavior, where I only love you if you do this behavior. He cares about all the stuff underneath it. And that's really the crux of it. That's what he really is focused on. He wants your heart. He wants all of you. And so when we think we have to do a behavior um, to match up, to equal what we think God values in, in the sense of, hey, if I do this, that equals that I'm going to get love back from God. Well, when we do that, then that also makes us feel like God's always disappointed in us, angry with us, has turned his back on us. And so we miss the truth of when we pursue him, he cares about the hurt and the pain, everything underneath it. And so that's really key. I mean, we don't, this isn't just about, you know, we're talking about sobriety and then moving towards growth and healing. This is the, the, the beautiful thing that comes from this. It's so much better for you. We're not describing something, you know, is, is to make it harder on you or more difficult on you. We're describing a better way, we believe. And 100% we believe that because we've experienced it. This is a better way. So we want that for you. So think about that too. You know, God cares about everything in your life. He cares about your heart and all this stuff under the surface. So what could life look like if Jesus touched that? Yeah. Oh yeah. When he touches it, it's so cool. This is a lot of what we go through, by the way, in one-on-one coaching. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or if you're listening and you're like, I don't, I don't really know how to apply this to me personally, feel free to go 
go to uh, restoredministries.ca and book a call. We can just chat for half an hour. And uh, even if you don't want to pursue anything after that, I'm happy to just chat for a bit. So, but yeah, this is, this is transformative stuff. And, and like you're saying, Brad, and it might not be like this massive trauma. Uh, the majority of people that I've worked with, but the majority of people in life, really, it's words, words that they've heard, mm-hmm. words have been, that have been spoken yeah. to them, maybe in their child years, maybe in their adult years. Yeah. And those and words hurt, right? Yeah. And so we get these words, people doubting us. Personally, this happened to me recently when somebody, I don't know, seven years ago or something, said things to me like I, I was trying to uh, talk about where God was leading me and some dreams that I had. And this person who had authority is like, no, you'll never accomplish that. No, that you you don't have that those gifts. <laughs> right. No, you didn't hear from God. Like all those wow. these kinds of things. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> like, okay. And so I thought for years, I was like, this this person doesn't like that didn't affect me really. I just kind of like let it go. And a few weeks ago, I was just in my basement, and I felt like the Lord was saying, like, no, this one phrase that this person said that actually affected you. Like you think about that more than you realize. Mm. And so I was like, wow, yeah, that's actually true. I was really appreciative that God highlighted that to me. But when I thought of the, the, or when God revealed that to me, what I've done since is I take that and I'm like, thank you, God, that what he said isn't true. And thank you that this is your truth. And thank you that, uh, and I, and I thank him, I praise him for so many things that counteract the belief that I've had it's been running kind of like under the surface in me from this person's words. And so I don't take it and just like try to ignore it. When it comes up, I go to righteousness. I go to faith. Like, thank you, God, that this is actually what you're showing me. And it just like really trumps the power of, of words. And so if you can think of words, even in your own life that people have said that hurt or things that you, that you constantly think about, maybe that have this like create a striving or like, I want to show this person, I want to prove them Mm -hmm. wrong. If you have that kind of mentality, a lot of times we're constantly, like you're saying, Brad, in this performance mindset, trying to prove yeah. something because it's this desire that's in us that's created because of a hurt. Yeah. And so a lot of the work that I've done with people is like, what are some words that have been spoken to you? What are beliefs that you've got that are under the surface, but that run your life? Because it says guard your heart with all diligence for everything you do flows yeah. from it. So we got to diligently guard our heart, not just do a little bit, but like diligently go into the details and God wants to touch you there and and give you that purity of heart. So hope this is making sense. And it's a lot more than just, oh, I thought I was just trying to quit porn. And, but this, I remember you were with me, Brad, and this um, pastor, Mike Vole, he said to us Mm -hmm. years ago, I don't know if you remember, but he's like, man, people think that we got to chase porn freedom. And he's like, you deal with porn, then you realize then the issues come to the surface because you're just so focused on porn. And that's what it is. Even for me, like there's so much more heart healing that's happened in my life after quitting porn. Yeah. And God just continues (laughs) revealing things. So if (laughs) if we could do this in the process of quitting porn, it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot more efficient. Um, And so this, yeah, it opens up a lot because when we talk about porn, it's just kind of a surface level thing or it's a a symptom of a deeper thing this is kind of what we're talking about and the cool thing is when we address this and we experience transformation in the heart and in the mind and all these things it leads to so much more health and and fulfillment and 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 impact too in our lives absolutely so we left a lot there with you i hope we have some action steps out of this though and we're praying for you 
And we, we just hope that you experience the full freedom that God has for you. So move towards and pursue righteousness, pursue that love, pursue faith and peace as well. So we just pray that over you. And we trust that God is working in your life, even as you're listening to this. So thanks, everybody, for being here with us. And we will check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.